Ready? Here we go. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Well, welcome, fam, to another episode. I think we are on episode 129. And fam, we have a special treat for you today. We have a spiritual director and renowned speaker, Karel Jamalano, who has led youth and young adult ministries as well in the Diocese of San Bernardino. She is a captivating storyteller. She co-hosts Woman Strong of Faith, True Beauty for Shalom World TV, and has appeared on other programs produced by Catholic TV Network. Her writings have been published with Ligorian, Life Teen International, and the Upper Room. Carell received her master's degree in pastoral theology at St. Joseph's College of Maine. And also, she is a wonderful artist because I've seen some of her artwork and where she used to be a youth minister. So before I go on on a random tangent, fam, I want to introduce to you Carell. Carell, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you. I was like, you know, I, I told producer Tony who couldn't be here today because he just recently got married. And you know what happens when you recently get married? You leave, you know, the other guy behind. I'm like a third wheel now. <laughs> um, although they're they're young enough to be my children, I, I they keep me young. You know, I'm talking about producer Tony and his new wife, Bethany. You know, the Pimentels. Um, <laughs> it's his day off, Fridays, and so... For some reason, they they just like to to go out, but spend time with each other. Yeah, you know, I mean, celebrate the sacrament of marriage. Come, yeah. I'm, I'm getting too lusty for that. I know, <laughs> and, and and my wife and I, by the way, will be celebrating our 27 years of marriage, um, July 14th. So, my wife and I, Maria, have been married longer than. Tony and Bethany have been alive, so <laughs> thanks a lot, producer Tony. But actually, the reason why you know um, I asked you to come on was actually producer Tony, who was always asking about spiritual direction, and Bethany, who was always asking about spiritual direction, and other people um, who are young adults who are looking for spiritual direction and what that what does that mean? And I remember a priest friend of mine said that not everyone. Uh, need spiritual direction, but there's definitely benefit in spiritual direction. So first, we're going to talk about that and what spiritual direction is. And then one of the most exciting things I want to talk about is your book, because it is going to be for you guys who are in my confirmation class. Guess what? 
we are gonna be reading the book. <laughs> Yay! That's it's exciting. I I've been I've been literally looking at this and I'm telling you now, I am using your questions in journaling oh, sessions in my class because they're like Yay. these are really beautiful. But again, as I told you Yes, yes, because this is going to be at the end of every s every one of our classes is just to reflect. I think we don't reflect enough. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if you've ever been a confirmation, catechist, you kind of like rush, rush, rush. Okay, you guys get out, turn in your assignments and go home and I'll see you next week. But we're going to we're going to use this because I tell you. Um, you had said things in this book that I think every youth minister and young adult coordinator has always thought of, but mm -hmm. didn't have the talent to write a book. So oh, <laughs> so you did it, and, and that's so wonderful. <laughs> but Coral, tell us about you first. Sure. <laughs> My name is Coral. <laughs> I like long walks in the morning. <laughs> oh, come on. I love it. I love it. So cringy. I made people. You are so humble. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, the very first time that I met you, you were the youth minister at, I believe, Holy Name of Jesus in Redlands. And and a jealousy always comes in, in me when, when I see people who have like, youth rooms because where we came from we had a garage and and you had this room where you guys gathered and on the ceiling was this painting and i was like that's really unique i was like and i was like wow and you came out and just like your voice right now so gentle so soothing and i was like wow i wish she was my youth minister and i was there saying wait <laughs> i'm like i'm the youth minister <laughs> But how long ago was that, and why did you transition? What, you know, because you were so great, and your program was so vibrant. Um, why did you leave it? Recording in progress. 
Yeah, I, I screwed up, but keep going. <laughs> this is going to be a, I'm, I'm just going to cut you. Um, but, you know, producer Tony, the reason why I mess up is producer Tony is not here. And so I press one button, and there's two buttons to press. One to press for the audio, and one to press for the video. And I've screwed it up before, and I'm sorry I screwed it up again. I did not say the video. But at the very end, we're going to repeat your bio. But um, And they're going to have to just watch this video and listen to the audio because we have – you know, I in the podcast, we have the audio version that I, I play with, and we have the YouTube video. So this awkwardly is going to be one of those that will start right somewhere in the middle of, of um, me turning on the, the recording. I'm like, whoops. But keep going. <laughs> so tell us, you know, again, you became a youth minister in 2011. And... and what happened? Like, what? Why did you? Uh, how long were you a youth minister, and where did that lead to? Sure, I was a youth minister for six years, and I absolutely loved it. And during that time, when I was a youth minister, that was when uh, my first spiritual direction came to me. It said, "Travel to the United States, go dress there." At that time, I've only been a youth minister for one year. And so, or actually even barely a year. And I had a, my own spiritual direction. And at that time, I just thought, I'm not worthy to be a spiritual director. You know, I just became a youth minister. I'm still kind of learning that. And I just, not, I just didn't feel enough. I didn't feel worthy to take that role on. And so I remember um, talking to my own spiritual director and asking her and saying, like, hey, you know, this, this young lady seems to think that I should be a spiritual director for her. Can you please tell her that she's wrong? And, you know, and maybe can you be the one to be her spiritual director? And I literally told my young, this young lady, like, oh, talk to my spiritual director. She's the real one. And so my spiritual director ended up telling me, um, well, the reason why I chose you is because they saw that you had the gift. You know, the gift to lead others in your um, life of faith. And so I heard you to say yes. And so I did say yes. And um, that experience was um, just so powerful for me. Um, and I just felt like it fit. It fit who I was. It fit the gifts that God blessed me with. Um, that I ended up pursuing more formation um, in spiritual direction by um, obtaining my master's in pastoral theology. And then after um, receiving supervision in my work of spiritual direction. And so that is the path. That's how I think the common thread of my um, vocational journey in ministry has been um, God, God using other people to say, hey, you should do this. <laughs> and opening up my eyes to realize that, that that could be a pathway for God to use me. Wow. Now. We, we've always, as youth ministers, we've always had young people who come up to us and ask for advice or seek advice. And um, there are many youth ministers who feel uncomfortable with giving advice because, you know, what what if I, I, I guide them the wrong way? And, and, and um, there's such young people um, 
and and a, as you said, am I worthy to even do that? And I, in my time, um, I always deferred. You know, well, let's make an appointment with the Father, and and let's guide you that way. Now, um, that that was me, um, and I think that's what most youth ministers do: is they guide them to the priest and say, okay, well, this is a little too much for me. Let me guide you, and that's not wrong. Uh, but can you tell us? What is spiritual direction? Sure. Um, well, spiritual direction, uh, the, the textbook phrase is it accompanying another person, another soul, uh, in their life of prayer and faith, um, in their journey towards God, in a spiritual journey. Um, and how I would like to break that up is uh, by giving you an example that hopefully is a little bit more tangible. So the difference between um, regular advice giving, therapy versus uh, spiritual direction is this. You know, a couple or maybe a woman comes up to you and says, you know, Arnell, I'm having a hard time uh, in my marriage because, you know, my husband and I are fighting all the time and I don't know what to do. What should I do? And so that person is really seeking some sort of therapeutic, uh, therapeutic skills to come help with their communication issues between them and their husband. Now, a person that is seeking spiritual direction um, is a, another layer. So the woman would come to you and say, you know, Kalal, I'm having a hard time with my husband. I don't know what God is calling me to do. And that last phrase is really um, the, the key in spiritual direction. Everything that a spiritual direction brings up in spiritual direction is all about their relationship with God. And so, yes, they may be talking about certain life situations. Uh, they may be talking about struggles that they're having, but it's all in the context of how is this affecting my life of prayer? How is this affecting my relationship with God? How is this affecting um, the way um, I live out my faith? And that is what spiritual direction is. And so people normally come to me for spiritual direction direction when they're discerning something, maybe it's a vocation uh, to marriage life, to religious life, to um, uh, single life, and sometimes they are asking uh, for help and guidance because they're discerning, you know, what, what career God is calling them to, how they can best use their gifts to serve God. Um, other times they may be struggling in prayer, maybe they're uh, experiencing a lot of dryness in to understand how they can um, live this life of prayer that we're all called to do. Um, and then there's other directions that will come because um, they have specific difficulties in their life and they're trying to understand how God is working in and through that. And so those are normally the, the things that I often hear about when people come to me for spiritual direction. And hopefully by hearing those examples, that's that's beautiful answer and and, and the the follow-up question to that is when a person goes for spiritual direction is it one of those where uh, are you going to accompany them with you know one session three sessions is it a forever thing um, 
because the you know the priest that I walk with you know it's like you know we communicate all the time and so oh, wow. so uh, how is it is it formal is it informal um, and how often you know those kind of questions how often do I see yeah. my spiritual director you for that what a beautiful answer now on follow-up with that because this is a question that came up from someone who who um, I always ask listeners what do you want me to ask and um, this person asked well how young can a directee be or how old oh how old can a directee be yeah how old mm. you know how young can you be and how old can you be? Yes. Um, I don't actually have an age limit. I think it's more about what your spiritual, um, where you are in spiritual life to me is more important than your age. Um, the reason why I share that is because a young person can benefit from spiritual direction if they have language, you know, if they're able to express where they are in their spiritual life, if they can express, you know, these are the things that are helping me in my life, in my spiritual life, these are not, this is where I'm struggling with my relationship with God, if they can actually share those terms and those, um, uh, uh, and the 
describe what their spiritual life is like, um, then they are more than welcome to be able to have a spiritual director or to benefit from a spiritual director. Whereas a person who um, still don't know who God is in their life or um, they're still new in their faith or um, still new in their prayers, uh, maybe they uh, don't really know how to express their spiritual life, um, that may be difficult for them because in order for you to actually have um, a fruitful spiritual direction and leading, you have to be able to put into terms what is going on in your spiritual life. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a confusing answer, but <laughs> um, that, so that's what I would say. I would say, are you able to, to share about um, how, how you pray and maybe the obstacles that are uh, occurring while you pray? Do you have a relationship with God to talk about? Some people, they're still very new. You know, they're still trying to learn about sacraments. They're still trying to learn about God and what God means and how that relates to that. And so um, it's really important that they're able to express um, verbally what, what their life and prayer is like so that the spiritual director can, um, can help guide them. Because without that language, um, it's, very, it's very difficult. So a person who is in high school has the, the, the maturity, the spiritual maturity, um, would yes. benefit from, from spiritual direction if, if they so choose. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You heard that answer. Hopefully it's sufficient. If not, you, you <laughs> will have to contact Corel yourself. <laughs> We're going to give your information <laughs> later. But you wrote a book. And I bought that book. It's called Alluring Voice of God, Forming Daily Encounters. I wanna I wanna start it when 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 right at the introduction. It is so captivating. I mean, you captured me at the introduction when when you literally said the things that most people who do religious education and youth ministry and deal with core team members who move on and you know where are they now and you you said and i highlighted this in your book that sadly i'm not surprised like me numerous catholics have been catechized through years of sacramental preparation and this is what i highlighted but once they complete these programs far too many leave the knowledge about god but little understanding of how to develop a personal relationship with him you know, I love that quote because th that started my, my piqued my curiosity. But what I wanted to say is this. I had a person who came up to me, and literally I had to take note of this because when you said here, it said, the overall numbers, though alarming, reveal that what Catholics seek the most, a deeper connection to God. They yearn to see his face, hear his voice, and feel his presence in their everyday lives. And when they lack that means to do so, they leave. It is not enough to know facts about God. And I was like blown away with by that because I had a young man who came up to me and said, Mr. Arnell, I know all this stuff about God. I don't know what to do with it. It's... You know, I can answer people 
about our faith, but what do I do with it? And it's like, wow, you, you, you hit it right there, the nail on the head, what they yearn for, you know, and, and that question when you were talking about when, when you had the story of, of when you were um, a confirmand at one time and a substitute catechist came and asked you that question. I, I, I didn't highlight that part, but it's basically it's what's your relationship with God or something like that. Um, what do you say to, to, to people who, who are having that moment where, just like the young man asked me, I have all this information. I learned it. I went to two years of confirmation. And what do I do with it? I mean, what are we lacking in, in catechesis that a majority of the people go through? And just like in youth ministry, they're on fire. And then three years from now, we're like, wah, 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 where are they? I mean, what what can we do? I mean, what what are the things? Uh, I, I'm not asking you for for the solution, but maybe a discussion on that point is: Are we doing enough, and are we missing the mark when we do um, sacramental formation? Uh, yeah, I think that's such a beautiful question to ask, um, and it's always good for ministers of the faith to constantly pray about. What is what more is God calling us to do to more transform the life of the life the faith life of youth and ministers? And it's the reason why um, I felt called to write this book was because I saw a need, you know, a need for um, helping our youth, our young adults, and even adults because sometimes parents um, will also share the same same thing of intimacy with God? How can I um, use this knowledge that I have about God to build a relationship with Him? Because um, when we think about God in our, in our life of, of faith, of our, in our Catholic faith, um, the disciples and the apostles, they didn't say, yep, I want to join this church because, you know, the knowledge that I have about our faith, they connected directly to Jesus. You know, they be, be, befriended him, they, and then they ended up journeying with him. They laughed with him, they cried with him, they walked with him, they fished with him, they slept near him. <laughs> they were traveling with them. And so they had a personal relationship with Christ. And because of that personal relationship, it imbued their whole, um, their whole entire lives were turned upside down into a point where that knowledge of who Jesus was intimate relationship with him became something that transformed the world. And so what do we do about this knowledge that we have? Well, we have to also remind ourselves that our faith is not just about those facts, but it's about building that connection with God. That's the only way we can really transform um, and, what does St. Catherine say, <laughs> light the world on fire. And that's why um, this book um, was 
book that we read from the Learning Voice of God while the people stood up and they counted the leaders back. So that way, any type of ministry leader who wishes to help them form that relationship with the Lord um, can incorporate the material um, throughout their time reading the Word through the book of Psalms. And so, um, and if, if it's not this book, it's really just making sure you're intentional. Okay, I taught them about these, uh, these sacraments. I taught them about, um, you know, various, like the reasons why uh, we believe in the Trinity. Have I taken the time throughout every single session in my confirmation class or in this ministry group um, to talk about their prayer life? To even at, just ask the question, what, how is your prayer life? Um, I remember going to confirmation, and I love, you know, my teaching, but I don't think, um, I don't, for me personally, I don't think we talked about that enough. What is your prayer life like? How did God speak to you today? to you? Um, those questions are often so foreign. I remember during a uh, confirmation exit interview, and um, I remember asking some of these students, um, I, I was helping the confirmation coordinator at that time um, with these interviews, and I would ask them, um, well, how does God speak to you? And a lot of them would just be like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. So how are we how are we expecting these wonderful beautiful youth to really continue on in their faith if they still have yet to understand how to relate to God, how to communicate with him, how to speak to him and how to worship. Um, and so that is the reason why um, that's what inspired me to write the learning voice of God is to kind of fill that need and help ministry leaders um, incorporate this material so that they can It's, and, and Corel, it's a beautiful book. Um, I especially love the flow of the book. Um, you know, when people hear you speak and, and they get to know you, you're so gentle. And that's the way that I, I was like reading the book. I was like, it is so gently written. You know, it's not one of those that's, oh, gosh. It's like, you know how some, sometimes you read some books and they're really heavy. I'm not saying that it's not heavy. There's a lot of content here. But it gently takes you from station to station, um, from that introduction to that chapter two, inviting God into every part of your life. I had to read that twice because, you know, a lot of us have a hard time inviting God into a every part of our life. We always fall into, uh, again, when you do those confirmation exit interviews, have you invited God into your, yeah, I mean, I have a statue, or, you know, I have my rosary. <laughs> you know, yeah. I make the sign of the cross. Isn't that inviting God into my life? Um, so, um, but what I really appreciated uh, with this is at the very end, there's this part that says, for practice and reflection, and there's these two or three simple questions. And I, I told you earlier before we started uh, recording the podcast um, that I'm incorporating this into my confirmation class to journal at the end of the class these specific questions and creating some questions of my own. But these questions like, you know, for practice, it's guided. And it's, and I'm like, I'm doing this. 
and I think that's that's what's so beautiful about your book is it guides you to that point where wow I'm I'm actually learning to you know and I'm old and I'm relearning the things of you know maybe I need to work a little bit more maybe I've I've become a little um, jaded or or overly used to my routine and I change it up. Because as you get older, you know, I was catechized in the in the seventies and eighties. You know, was, you know, what what's your relationship with Jesus? Well, at nine p.m. I pray my rosary, and six a.m. I pray my rosary, and you know, try to get to daily mass, and it's pretty much it. But again, that question: Have you been talking to God? It's like, what are you talking about talking to God? I talk to God. I pray, you know, two rosaries a day. I'm talking to Him. I'm reading my Bible. I'm talking. And then we got to this point: Says, Are you listening? Well, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> They're talking about God. <laughs> Isn't that it? And I think that's, you know, I'm getting to is I think that's where we get stuck in our Catholic, uh, our faith journey is we become, um, we become fans. You know, I see a lot of, you know, Catholic fans there, but, you know, are they really followers? Um, but tell us, tell us, how you came up with that idea of at the very end of each chapter, there's this practice and reflection. It's like, it's like I, you know, w with me, I try to get through a book. And <laughs> this one, it was like, oh, she's making me pause. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I, I, I read a chapter a day. And then it became my, my daily. And, um, you know, I just wish that you had more chapters. So they like 365 days with Corel. fruitfulness of those four practice and reflection because when I was thinking about writing this book and how to write it, I wanted to make sure that I not only teach people how to hear God and how to, um, you know, develop this relationship with him, but I wanted to give them tools. Like I wanted them so that a person who doesn't know anything about prayer can say, okay, I have some guidance here from the Father. So that's really what it came out to be, is that I really wanted to make sure that it was tangible so that a person who um, not only read the words could actually say, okay, now this is what she means by it, because she's giving me step-by-step -step instructions. Try this. Have you thought of this? Try that. Because that's really what happens in my spiritual direction meetings, right? You know, when you see a spiritual director, they not only listen to that are going on in my life, but they also give me some sort of guidance, hopefully, to help you in your in your life of faith. So they may say, oh, Arnel, you know, you discussed that you're having uh, difficulty incorporating prayer because of your busy schedule. You have, you know, several kids, and you have um, a wonderful wife, and you have this podcast, and you have this business. And so the spiritual director hopefully will say, okay, Arnel, you know, have you tried this? maybe try incorporating prayer like this. And so I was thinking about how can I um, give that guidance without specifically doing it in person. 
And so that's how Fort Lockyer kind of fleshed that segment and ended up um, coming to be and trying to envision myself as a reader and what they might read to help them understand what I was trying to articulate. It, it is amazing. And then you got to that point where it's like God speaks and that became my daily. It's like God speaks in silence. God speaks in dryness. Um, and so when you get to these these chapters where God's speaking to you, you know, again, as as some of the young people and some of our young adult listeners, it's we're always speaking, we're always praying, we're always talking to God. But you know, a lot of us have that hard time. And that was the very first chapter when you said God speaks, and it's like God speaks in silence. You're like, that's hard for us because we're we're constantly taught our prayers. We're, we're taught to be vocal. We're taught to sing to the Lord in praise. We're taught to praise. But we're not readily as, as equally taught to listen in silence. And we're almost afraid to, to sit in silence. Because, um, you know, we fall asleep. <laughs> it's like, it's like am, am I allowed to fall asleep? You know, that's... That's that's always my funny story when when I'm caught in the Blessed Sacrament sleeping, um, and someone says, you know, some of the youth say, "You fall asleep in there." It's like, no. <laughs> it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and, and but yeah, I I found myself being so so enmeshed and so exhausted in prayer that, you know, my quiet place and my my time is is just to be silent. But what does it mean to to listen in silence? To listen to you know God speaking to you in silence. Sure. Um, so in that chapter, uh, how God speaks through silence. Um, I often like to share the story. she was in my arms just looking at me and in awe of the world around her and there I was looking back at her in awe of the wonder that she is and the precious uh, soul that she was and when I think of silence um, in relation to that story and God it's God is looking at us like a new mom was a new mom you know he's looking at us with wonder and awe and love and when we return that look and look back at him um, in that silence we are saying I'm here I'm ready I'm attentive I'm listening and so silence is so important because it's not just some people think when we say God speaks silence is that you're just doing nothing right you're just sitting in silence doing nothing but what I mean by silence is listening. When we're talking, so you and I are now are having this conversation, right? Right now you are silent, but you're not doing, it's not that you're doing nothing. You're listening to me. You're listening to me speak. And so silence when it comes to prayer is, God, I'm listening. I'm looking at you. I'm attentive. 
I'm waiting for you to speak to me. And so it's a posture of readiness. It's a posture of attentiveness. It's a posture of um, I'm ready to remember that you are God and I'm here to serve you and I'm here to be your servant. So I'm here waiting and listening for you. And so in that chapter, I talk about how silence is an opportunity for you to reflect um, about how God may be speaking to you, maybe through a scripture that you read. Maybe through a homily you just heard. Maybe you spoke to um, your best friend, youth minister, Arnell, and he said something really touching. And maybe God is calling you to listen and to reflect on how he may be speaking to you through you or through that scripture verse or through that, um, you know, that spiritual podcast that you're listening to. But it takes silence because if you're talking all the time, you won't have that attention to what God may be saying to you. You need that silence to take time to reflect and to pray. Intentional attentiveness. Um, It's it's beautiful how you explain it. Um, How gentle you explain that. And that resonates throughout the entire book. And I cannot recommend enough for people, you know, fam, to, to purchase this book to utilize it and even as I'm going to and I haven't even asked my faith formation coordinator if I can do that but I could do it anyways um, how to incorporate it into your class because there is such a need um, in in our catechetical ministries to take a step back and, and teach the young people how to pray and and not just recite rote prayers, but you know how to actually literally have that uh, relationship with our Lord. Um, so, Corel, I know that your time is precious because you have that young one. Um, but after this book, what's next for you? Is there is there a part two? this where you need me now? Is there a better way to use the gifts you have blessed me with? And so, um, you know, I'm praying about it, and at least for right now, I feel like God is calling me to continue on with my um, spiritual direction ministry, because that's where my heart and soul and my, um, the gifts that I feel he's blessed me with is in. I just absolutely love being able to accompany others in my spiritual journey. Um, will there be a part two? I have no idea. <laughs> so I guess you'll have to stay tuned. <laughs> um, I've been working a lot on music as well. Um, so I have no idea where God is calling me um, as to, you know, writing or if God is calling me to write another book. Um, but I do know that he's calling me to speak more and to continue on with my spiritual direction ministry. That's beautiful. And we look forward to that because you are such a beautiful person with so many gifts and I'm just uh, not talking about AJ I'm not talking about your baby like your own gifts that that um, that most of us who are untalented um, 
you, you, you can sing, you can write, you can speak well. Um, you put the rest of us to shame. But the beauty of you is that you offer it back and you bless others with your gifts. And you don't say, hey, they're mine and, and keep it to yourself. But you are actually blessing all of us, living out that, that thing we say, living out joy, Jesus first, others second, and me third. Uh, and, and it's beautiful. You are one of the people that I look up to, even though that you are way younger than me. Okay, aging myself. But you and your husband, AJ, have been such on-fire Catholics, Christians, um, to, to go out there and really share the wealth of the gifts that, that the Lord has blessed you with. And I thank you for coming on the show. You know, fam, because I messed up and producer Tony's going to kill me again, Karel is a spiritual director and renowned speaker. Karel has led youth and young adult ministries as well. She's a captivating storyteller, and she's a co-host of Woman Strong Faith, True Beauty for Shalom World TV, and has appeared on other programs produced by Catholic TV Network. I just want to recommend her book, um, and it's it's you guys have to purchase it. It's going to be amazing for you to actually do what I did and read it one chapter a day and live out the reflection put it in your journal because that's what I did and I highly recommend it because it's actually super super cool and to read back of what you wrote in your journal on the reflection of what she did you know it's called alluring voice of God forming daily encounters and when I saw that title daily encounters I'm like oh I'll just read a chapter a day it's my daily encounter and thank you for guiding me through the book through that process and I'm actually rereading it because you know you always miss something because the first round I was so busy highlighting portions of it that I'm gonna read it again all the way through by the way is there an audio version of this book This would be beautiful with your voice doing an audio version of this because I'm one of those that, you know, when you're wor driving to work, I like listening to audiobooks. Um, and you have that voice to literally <laughs> read through this. Well, and I'll definitely think about it for sure. Definitely do it because then I'll have to buy the audiobook as well. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any parting words for us, Carol? is that um, readers and listeners of your podcast will, will remember how much and how greatly God loves them. Um, oftentimes when spiritual directors will ask, Corral, I feel like God's not with me, or Corral, this is happening to me in my life and I don't know why it's happening to me. And so remember in the, somewhere in the middle of our meeting, I talked to you about being a new mom and how I held my daughter in my well, when I held my daughter in my arms, I remember AJ and I were just in awe of everything in her life. And so she would be blinking, and we would say, oh, my gosh, she blinked. That's amazing. <laughs> or oftentimes, like, mommy, you know, AJ, did you see? She just yawned. Oh, my goodness. 
it was getting so ridiculous to the point of all of a sudden it smelled something really gross, really disgusting. And I'm like, Deja, is it what we think it is? Just like I, my husband and I were just in love and enthralled by everything that their life is, responding to every single thing that, every single cry she ever gave. That's how God responds to us. Anytime we ask for help, anytime we um, are struggling, anytime we do not hear him, God is saying, I'm right here. I'm holding you. I'm looking at you. I'm in awe of you, and I'm going to take care of you. in our prayers, or even in our life, to remember that God is looking at us like a new mom and a new parent um, because of our undying love for each and every one of them. And so that's my hope for this book, is that they recognize it and embrace that truth so they can set that world on fire. Awesome. So if some of our listeners want to reach Thank out so to you for, for spiritual direction, how can they get a hold of you? So that's CatholicSpiritualDirection.com. Oh, actually, it's Catholic Spiritual Director T-O-R dot com. Correction. com. And everything that you need to find out uh, about Corel, her blogs, her music, her books, it's all on there, how to make an appointment, get on it, because it looks like you guys are going to have a waiting list. But um, amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Corel. You have blessed us many times over with your presence, with your beautiful smile, and with your wonderful stories. You guys, I got to tell you, you know, read the book. And, you know, I'm not saying you have to do it my way. The way that I read the book is one chapter a day. You can probably, you know, if you want to read one chapter a week and really do that reflection, I just that's what worked for me. You know, that's my recommendation. It worked for me to do it that way. There have been books that I could have, I could have read this book straight through because it was so interesting. But I wanted to intentionally read it and actually do the reflections, and it was so so helpful. Um, so, fam, if you want to do that again. The name of the book is The Alluring Voice of God, Forming Daily Encounters by Corel Gemilano. Just go to her website as well, which is catholicspiritualdirector.com. So on that note, fam, that's all we have for you all. I wish we could just continue on. And it's like, um, because I could talk forever to, with you. 
But anyways, I hope um, you'll tune in the next time. I hope that our discussion today connected with you. If you have any questions, comments, or, or anything like that, send it to our email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com. And um, please, you know, subscribe and rate us on our podcast. But most importantly, remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and be third. See you in the next episode. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. Different generations of the girls and boys. So sit back and relax. This Catholic podcast don't overreact. If the thoughts are abstract when it's hosted by Catholic Doc Dad, who knows what's gonna happen? Hey, what's up, fam? Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if disconnected. What's up, fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. Best back, runaway thoughts like a runaway train. Break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass. Hope disconnects. Have a question for a guest? Put it to rest. Live a life of holiness. Lead by example. Follow at Catholic.dead and then he tingled. <laughs> Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd. Pray for one another, be blessed, and be there. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if disconnected. This connected podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.